Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have a wonderful guest joining me today. Uh, I like to nickname him Astro Boy because he's an astral uh, uh, travel expert. Uh, Greg Doyle, Doyle is joining me today. Hello, Greg. Lovely Hi, to Michelle. see you. Great to be here. Thank you. Great to have you here. Um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about tucking into all things astral travel today. I just want to let everybody know a little bit more about Greg, just in case you don't know. Uh, Greg's actually, uh, actually a former classical musician and Greg first discovered meditation primarily to overcome stage fright. And in 1999, he awakened to the reality of the phenomenon of astral projection. And for him, it was a life-changing experience that really expanded his consciousness and it really changed the course and altered the very perception of his being at a fundamental level. Um, since then, he's gone on to uh, develop his skills with astral travel and he holds astral travel workshops, classes, healing sessions, and he's a Reiki master in Brisbane, Australia. Um, Greg's healing and meditation work specifically aims at activating latent potential in all of us and so we can also awaken greater concentration ease of performance more restorative sleep uh, increase in our general health well-being vitality um, he's also written a book called awakening the giant within uh, and that i am going to talk to him more about as we as we progress through welcome welcome greg well, uh, thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Great to be on the show. It's great to chat about this subject. I love it too. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's so many of us that are wondering uh, more about uh, astral travel and all, all the whys and wherefores about it. Um, and I think, look, it's, it's, it's great to have, I think I've bumped into you twice. The first time I bumped into you was at the Resonance when we were both on a panel together talking, um, a Q&A session talking to the resonance, which uh, Lana, Dr. Lana Marconi, the film, we just happened to be on the same Q and A panel that night, yeah. which which was really cool. Yeah. And then I we happened upon each other at the Discovery Expo last month. Oh well, twenty eighth of Mar April, so more than a month ago, but just over. So it, I think it's nice how the universe has brought our paths to cross at at interesting junctures because. The Discovery Expo, we were asking the question, how does um, how does our self-discovery uh, evolve the consciousness of humanity, which you answered and, and now are in the documentary for that. So mm. I feel like I love that. I love that we've organically crossed paths and that's, yeah. that's been beautiful, a beautiful, for me, it's been a beautiful experience. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah same. It's great, the, the community here, because I found, because um, I just came to live, in Brisbane just four years ago. Um, used to be in Melbourne before that, then Spain. And I, I, wrote, I wrote that book in Spain, actually, my book. Then um, then came here. And it was funny because when I wrote the book, I hadn't really talked about astral travel to people. I'd 
Astral Travel got me into Reiki early on and energy stuff, but I kept quiet about Astral Travel because I thought that's a bit of a weird subject. I don't know. You know, I, I just don't know. Then I found myself writing the book a few years ago and then came back to Australia, and it's just great just to, um, you know, um, on these subjects and the people you meet. It's just, yeah, it's a wonderful community, I think, of like-minded people. So it's also great to, to have met you too, organically, as you say, you know, it just happened. Yeah, um, and I... I think I can't wait to talk to you about it all because for me, I've experienced some really exciting um, astral travel experiences and, um, yeah, it would be really nice to share, share those with you. Um, yeah. But so, you know, just, just from, I think, just from an educational, honestly, from an educational point of view, um, I, I feel like I'm excited to, to be sharing space with you talking about this because I feel like a lot of people don't really kind of know much about astral travel at all and and they don't understand the benefits of it they don't quite even know what it is really so i think it'd be great from that point of view too just to help educate people to understand a bit more so true actually when it first started happening with me i'd never i'd never heard of astral travel so it took me a while to know what i was doing so i think i think part of my role also and the funny thing is i've actually seen this in the astral i've seen aspects of my role is to guide other people through this and a lot of people have had um, kind of astral experiences or inklings of things or maybe they've been afraid of certain phenomenon so I think that's part of um, you know why I'm here to help people through that because I would have loved that guidance myself um, I had no idea what was going on I'd never heard of it um, and I was being taken out of body night after night and bizarre stuff and it took me a while to realize it was a spiritual experience you know um, being shown past lives which I didn't know about and meeting beings and they seem to make a lot of sense and i realized oh there's something going on here there's something just beyond phenomenon you know there's something um more far-reaching so it's a really beneficial yeah. thing to, to to look into for sure yeah absolutely and i want to just encourage everybody i've got a few questions that i just want to ask greg um yeah. about unpack it for everybody but i yeah. i do encourage anybody watching um if you have any questions please ask um, and we can interact with you as well the first question uh, that I would like to ask um, is really a simple question but probably a complicated answer I'm not sure but how can we describe it what is astral travel can you help us out there Greg? I can um, look what I found through my own experiences out of body is that when people fall asleep um, generally before dawn and it's funny because we often talk about the veil being thinnest before dawn. Generally, people's energy bodies are kind of out of sync with their physical bodies. So you go into that kind of really restorative uh, time of sleep. Now, how I so when I've uh, adventured in this like 3D reality and looking at people basically in the 4D, in the next dimension, looking at people, what happens when they sleep? It's really interesting. I, I was like a kid in a candy shop in the beginning because I had no idea what was going on. And um, I'd see that astral bodies were generally um, just out of people's physical bodies. So it was like um, a translucent version of their physical body. Um, but generally their eyes were closed uh, or people walking around like zombies. Um, people, so astral travel really is, I would term it as becoming conscious when you are out of the body anyway, because we all do astral travel. But really what we're what the the sort of um the definition of astral travel would be to become conscious in that body to have eyes open in that body so that's basically what we do in the, in the training i do is getting people to actually become conscious when they're 
when they're sleeping. Yeah, and that leads me to the next question, which is how do we astral travel? That's a huge question. <laughs> okay, I tell you, I tell you how we do it. If I, it's funny because at the moment I'm I'm in the process of finishing an online course because some people people have been saying, Greg, Greg, you know, you're in Brisbane and you do courses around Queensland, Melbourne, Sydney, whatever, but but can you do an online course? So, um, how you do it? Look, in the beginning, I'll tell you how it happened with me. I, as you said before, I was a classical musician. Um, and I got, someone handed me a book on meditation when I was in my early 20s. And I thought, well, this is amazing. I can be mega stressed um, playing my instrument. You know, I, used to, I was studying violin and, and conducting and all this sort of stuff. And I just thought I'd do 10 minutes of meditation. And then I feel relaxed. So I think that primed me. So when I, when I talk about meditation, just relaxing the body and mind and becoming kind of, um, you know, that beautiful intimate space with your heart. You know, that feeling of just being very still quiet so i i used to do i never looked for any kind of spiritual exactly any kind of spiritual phenomenon i was never looking to go to body because i never heard of it <laughs> so I, I meditated just to relax and to be more focused and i found that when i played music i felt uh, better like i wasn't so nervous if i had to perform in front of people so i did that for years and then um then the astral stuff started happening um, so I think that the like the the keystone to the whole astral experience is for people to find a very gentle, easy way of meditating. And a lot of people are afraid of that word of meditation. They think, oh, I can't do it. Um, if you're just sitting with yourself trying to meditate, then you are meditating. <laughs> so just to 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 go in and and relax the body and mind. I think that was that's the and then really, if I sort of jump to the deep end in how to astral travel, it's kind of to entertain the notion. Well. The thing was, I wanted to get some control of the situation because I felt I was going out of body a lot. And I thought, and then I heard it was astral travel. And then I heard you could have some kind of control. So I would reverse engineer a lot of my experiences to bring them on because I, I thought, well, this is a really cool state to be in. I love to go into that planet or astral travel felt more real than this reality. So it felt like in the beginning I was addicted. Like it was, I just felt more real. I'd come back and have these ecstatic tears. And I thought, what is this? Why are more colors? Uh, there's more dimension. So I, I really questioned this reality in the beginning. It was quite tricky for me. And um, as I said, I wish I had someone help me. But I, I learned then that um, I could kind of bring it on by imagining myself out of body, by imagining, like even now as I speak to you with my eyes closed, I can sort of see the room around me. Um, yeah. So I practice going to sleep at night with my eyes, imagining that I can see the room. Because um, I figured if we're going out of body anyway, if I imagine that there's light in the room, I can see, then when I go out, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to see it. So I sort of, you, you kind of, you use meditations and visualizations yeah. and feelings, kinesthetic feelings of pulling yourself out, like, like you're a bubble at the bottom of a cup and imagine rising. So when you do these visualizations, when you're very relaxed, when your body is very, very relaxed, what can yeah. happen is you can kind of fall asleep and you set up a momentum you can use mantras to get out this. You can listen to tones at the top of your head. And, and that's been taught to me through guides in the astral. So they've actually taught me techniques to get out. So there's a whole, you know, a whole plethora of techniques. Um, mainly it is to relax the body and mind and then to visualize yourself outside the body and, yeah. and not yeah. to be afraid, not to be afraid. And you know? so, so what I'm also getting is that, um, um, interestingly enough, like enough, you might be able to describe it. 
Um, but, um, but is it possible to be grounded? Yeah, well, I actually would say it grounds you more than not doing it. Because I'll tell you what, I know, because we go out anyway. We go out anyway. Um, a lot of people say, oh, but are you grounded? What I've found is I actually enjoy this reality more. I see more of the magic. I'm less reactive to things that, that would potentially get me down. So I find that if you are consciously going out of body, you have these amazing experiences. You tend to come back. You bring some of that kind of beingness with you back. You, you bring back a greater aspect of yourself. But I think it's actually like we have shells of ourselves. Like the astral body exists before the physical. It's like around our physical body mm -hmm. and um, connected to the heart chakra. So yeah. when you come back from from um, these experiences, you feel more connected. Yeah. And you feel somehow less stressed or you, you take this reality, this 3D reality, less seriously in a negative way. So, yeah. And also when you're in the astral, you you want to be not too reactive, otherwise you get uh, flung back into your body. So it kind yeah. of, um, it's a snowball effect. Um, so you learn to be less reactive in this reality and that helps you go out. And then when you go out, that makes you less reactive in this reality. And then it, the whole thing snowballs. So yeah. you're kind of grounding into a different reality um, when you, a greater reality. So when I'm coming back into 3D, uh, 3D is beautiful. A lot of people say, oh, this, this world is terrible. Look at all the corruption. But that's not what you're grounding into. So a lot of people are grounding into a false reality as it is, what I call the illusion. They're grounding right. into a reality where they think that power is always corrupt, where they think that and there's all these programs running. And, but really... Um, Put those programs aside this the 3d is a beautiful reality beautiful yeah i think that's a good point that you make there is that more conscious we are in in the astral realm of um what uh what is real and what what is eternal and what what is um perhaps the bigger picture sometimes that we can see much more vastly the more we can actually be at peace with the 3d world and and the process that we're all going through in the 3D world to become conscious. And I think that that's, for me, that's definitely been my, my experience of astral travel is really gaining a more enlightened view of situations that a lot of people may determine as, um, you know, uh, limiting humanity. Um, and I would say uh, actually it's necessity for humanity to actually be going through this process right now. Um, and the power that I have over this situation um, is really that I'm feeding it um, to to evolve, or I'm or I'm feeding it to to stay to stay where it is. Really, uh, not that we can, yeah. but along, but you know, to 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 kind of yeah, we've got we've got that control. We we definitely do because we our energy is feeding um, at any given moment in time. Um, is uh, lucid dreaming the same as astral travel? Just that's another question that. Um, I came through that came through about to help to people distinguish that. Yeah, look, it's on the same hand for sure. I think if you do exercise faster travel or lucid dreaming, they can help each other. So lucid dreaming is, um, and I have a lot of that when I'm conscious in a dream. And um, you can go astral travel from a lucid dream really easily. Like you, you look for things. What I found is I, I'd look for things in lucid dreams that were very vivid, like a picture on a wall or a person looking at me. You focus on that and you often go through into reality. The, the difference is with astral travel, you feel a sense often of movement and it feels very realistic, like 
more than this. So that's how I see it. But but lucid dreaming um, is not quite as um, lucid, if you like, as the astral environment. So it's not quite as fixed. Um, but it's on the same hand that they help each other. And, and I use lucid dreams all the time. I tell you, it's, it's bizarre. I um, Often I'd wake in dreams and I think, oh, uh, this is a lucid dream. Uh, I will control the dream. And then I thought after a while, hang on, I'll let the dream go because there is no drama. Generally, there's dramas in dreams. Mm. And, and I'd find that I would allow myself to crash or fall over a cliff or whatever. And it was there'd be this beautiful um, ecstasy when that would happen. I thought, hang on. So there is no drama. So it's more, then I realized in this reality, you, you, you kind of let the drama go as well. And we're, we're often like the illusion, what I call the illusion is uh, like the mainstream. That is a beautiful teacher because it's telling us what is not. It's the opposite. So often, often the mainstream is pressing our emotional buttons to to take up drama, like oh you're with us or you're against us or isn't that terrible or shame shame shame. And so that's feeding the whole karmic model that we're sort of coming back to. But I found um, more and more that's not the case. Um, and as you as you said before, like we're, we're our authentic sovereign energies are, are running the show here as it is. So we, we've got this illusion to teach us. We've got these these things to, to these little walls that we think are walls to 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 show us, um, you know, what we need to go through. So, um, yeah, I know I rambled a bit there, but but it's de- lucid dreaming is definitely on this a finger on the same hand as astral traveling, but not quite the same. So, can I give you an example of something, and you you break it down for me as to what experience um, someone would be having? Just say so they're doing a meditation. Um, just so they go to a practitioner and they, they say to the practitioner, I'd like to heal my gut problem because I am experiencing some, some um, uh, problems with my digestion. This is a good one. Probably a lot of people can relate to it in this day and age because I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff sure. around this. Um, so they go to a practitioner and they say, I'd like to heal my gut problem. They, um, the practitioner is a holistic practitioner. They go, let's go and have a look in your body as to what's really going on there on a natural level. So they actually go in through a meditation. They go into the physical, but they also are investigating any imprints or any, um, you know, energetic interference there. Um, and they start to experience, the, the, the client start to experience a flashback of a past life that they've gone through where they were poisoned because they were they spoke their truth perhaps and then from that they are taken through a process where they can heal the belief perhaps that it's not okay for me to speak my truth and they can take their power back and heal their um, body would you say that that's astral travel or lucid dreaming or a bit of both what would you kind of call it well, you, I think you, you're kind of um, interacting with the astral body of the client because what I found like even as a Reiki practitioner what like for instance, um, I had a client recently with with a, a similar issue. So what I found is um, um, it kind of happens naturally. Like so, you get into the energy field of that person. I feel that when I'm treating in Reiki, often I'm I'm also working above the body and feeling bodies that are above the physical body because those bodies exist first. And often you feel there's areas of heat. And what 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 often will happen is the client kind of goes slightly under, and as you say, experiences something. And I feel that's when when it's leaving them. So like it's it's very similar to an astral experience as in in the astral you really feel this phenomenal benevolence you feel this it can sound cliche but it's true you feel this phenomenal 
a feeling of being loved by the cosmos, right? Now, in healing, there's also an aspect of this unconditional love, um, not a love that is like, you know, um, you're a good child, I'll give you an ice cream, and then I'll show you my love because you did that. You know, that's a conditional response. So I think it's it's all kind of connected. So I find that um, it happens naturally. Even the great thing about this kind of, as you say, energy stuff that is released from people and what they see is it's not an intellectual process. It's something that happens naturally. And I found when I first got into astral travel, I reckon I, I'd, I'd gone to an energy healer in Austria because I had a bad shoulder, never been before. She was a craniosacral person, but she did energy. I didn't know what that was. I remember she moved, and I remember I, I had uh, my shoulder pain, and I remember I had visions of certain things. I thought, that's interesting. I said, what was that? And she said, oh, you just had a block. And I said, what do you mean? And I said, do we have any more blocks? She said, yeah, sure. And I think that body work did actually also, on top of the meditation, I think was like a, a trigger to the astral thing. Probably not yeah. really answering your question, but I think... No, I think, it does, because it well, is, it definitely, it, it's like you yeah. do cross threshold. I mean, in lightwork practitioner training, we literally have like a, a line um, on the ground, well, in our mind, but, you know, yes. we've gone, there's a line. Okay, yeah. when you step yeah. across into this part or aspect of your body, you're seeing the whole picture of what's really going on and where it came from. So technically, we're actually encouraging people to do that, like step in, step into the astral. But to do that, we have to prepare people. Don't, you know, you need to be prepared. We actually yeah. invite resources with us to make sure that we're supported. and Because it can yeah. be, you know, revisiting some things can be quite heavy or traumatic for people. So it's about knowing yeah. you've got, that support going in support, yeah. um, and, and making you, sure, you know. You, you're totally, you're totally right. I've got to tell you an amazing experience in, in relation to that. I, I um, once, I, I wrote about this in my book too, I, I injured my knee and I knew it was coming, you know, when you know something's coming and um, I was on this trip and, um, and, I, and I like to go surfing. It was in Victoria and the very first way, I, I wave, I sort of slow motion and there was a weird wave. My knee slipped anyway and I felt this snap in my knee, you know. So it was cast up and the doctor said, look, you, you, you'll have to have an operation in six weeks, whatever. So I'm, I'm in the tent. And I, at this stage, I was really exploring the astral. And I, really, I really knew that, you know, this template of healing that is around us. I knew that I existed in perfection at all times. I really knew it. I didn't have taught myself. I knew it. Now, that night, I took a mantra into the astral. And I, had, I just felt right to say, um, I deny the illusion of my injured knee and I give thanks for my perfect health. So I kept on saying, I deny the illusion of my injured knee. And I, and I just, because it really felt, I was just exploring this notion of this template of perfect health around us. Plus, you know, I was going to the astral a fair bit. That night I did this, whenever I, whenever I woke up, I would just keep saying that mantra. And um, I had a shocking night's sleep because it was, it was a bit painful. And then I remember nothing happened and it was after dawn. I thought, well, I'll, I'll caterpillar under my stomach, which I did. Then all of a sudden I was awake too. Then these astral vibrations came upon me and it was absolutely amazing. And then I heard um, my own voice through the astral, would you believe, start to recite the Lord's Prayer, which I'm not into. I was brought up a Catholic as a little kid, but not practicing. And then every time I got to heaven on earth, it would repeat these lines, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. And my body was actually lifted up by this energy turned around and there were all these mini fingers were working on my knee and because i was totally awake i freaked out i screamed but and i should have stayed with it i was a bit of a wimp but i knew something huge happened 
Um, and there was these vibrations going on so loud, much louder than normal astral vibrations. And then um, within 10 days, I was walking again. I didn't have to have an operation. So it was really kind of a miraculous healing. But wow. I knew it to be something uh, profound. I knew something profound had happened. And so yeah. I, this interaction with 3D and the astral realms is, well, astral realms for um, really the, the other realms, the spiritual realms. It's, and this interaction yeah. is, is much closer than people think. Like yeah. miracles can happen. Yeah. And I, I kind of get this picture, right, that it's like got the 3D and it's help, helping to make symptoms real so you can actually almost like have here, 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 yeah, here, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. And then you go into totally. the astral and you go, oh, that, there's, there's all the stuff that's going on. Oh, okay. This is the actual invitation to resolve all this stuff so that the physical actually benefits. Would you like to do that? <laughs> and then when you say yes, then all the spiritual help comes in to help with, with that. It's like it streams through into the, into the astral and then the astral streams back yeah. through the body and changes. And yes. then you have these miraculous like healings happen. And I, I know I've, I've experienced the same yeah. kind of thing, not with my knee, but with my, with other things like um, that. Well, actually with my knee, I actually had one with my knee too. I can't believe that. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, but uh, this leads us into this question of, and, and hi, Margaret James and hi, Tammy. Lovely to have you join us. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the other people that are joining us as well. Um, please feel free to comment. We're happy to um, for you to ask questions. Um, at the moment, we're covering what are the benefits of astral travel. We've been talking about our uh, ability to uh, heal. And and I'm sure there's more because I know, I know when you started this, it was apart from the fact that it helped you with your nerves and with you doing music and things like that, doing the meditation helped to calm you down and then that led you into this whole change in paradigm of how you live your life. So feel free to share some of that story. Um, happy to hear more benefits that you can think of too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that was so I'll say what you said too about that interaction between the realms. That was ex exactly how I feel it to be as well. Look, the benefits, um, first of all, I remember in the beginning when it started, Oh man, I mean, I wasn't even into the whole ET thing um, um, or science fiction thing. But uh, when I was first taken out of body down a wormhole, would you believe? Um, uh, and I was shown this planet um, where there were, was technology on. And I remember hearing the word, there are others, and thinking, okay, there are others. I guess it made me feel um, interesting um, and technology. And, and to, to uh, so one can actually. Uh, connect with non-earthly beings interesting and also um, I met my guides and I never I wasn't a new age kind of person but to meet these two people in the beginning who were ex ex earthlings actually who were helping me and showing me stuff and showing me auras and that was interesting and then they you know even I was shown my own death I was shown past lives through this experience and like I was I was kind of hit hit around the head by a spiritual shovel in the beginning, I had no idea what was going on, but I was showing all these realizations that, that were really coming into my whole body, and I realized my mind was all through my body. So the benefits are a greater sense of self. I also had to learn, I remember I was at one stage ignoring a lot of the spiritual things, looking back that I was being shown. And I remember I was um, conducting this concert as a musician, and I was really being pulled in this direction of consciousness. 
uh, all of a sudden I felt his hands around my hands and they were pulling me down uh, this way and that. And, and I had to, I, just to survive the concert, I, I was sweating. And I thought, okay, I've got to let go. So I learned it, it, to surrender to something greater than what I thought I was or, yeah. or the who that I was. When I let go and just thought, okay, I'm, I, I'm actually the cosmos experiencing itself through me, so I'm invisible, then my life got good. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is people could say, oh, is that negative to surrender? Not really. It was a feeling of allowing this ecstasy into me and, and, and allowing to do go which way it wishes to go rather than this way I'd preset. I had this predetermined path in my life and I was whacked, 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 whacked. Okay, I'll go that way. So you know that. <laughs> I can see that you know that same thing as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting a bit teary. I, I know. Yeah. Because it feels so, so yeah. divinely um, you know, yeah, we yeah. think surrender is this thing where we're like, oh, God, i got to give up. Like, no, it's got a negative connotation, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. amazing. Um, mm. Surrendering, you know, to to all the assistance you could ever want streamed yeah. through you. I mean, there's, it's it's incredible. So, like, I'm feeling it, and I got the goosies when you were talking as yeah. well, and it's, it's just a beautiful, I can I can feel it. And I know you can, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do you feel also, Michelle, what's interesting with that is that what I found also um, is that um, I'll give you an example that uh, a, few, a few years ago or it was uh, about a year before I wrote my book, less than a year before I wrote my book, I was living in Melbourne and I was still half working as a musician and, and uh, doing, still doing Reiki, but still I had my foot still in this other world. I was meditating one day. All of a sudden I felt a tweak at the back of my head yeah, I came out and I said to my wife, something's happened. I couldn't remember the names of people in my family. I couldn't remember anything. I had to uh, rehearse the names of people, uh, my colleagues, I would see the next day. And then I couldn't have a conversation because by, by the time I got to that word, it was gone. Something happened. Now, since then, I had concussion a couple of years ago. I did get an MRI and they said there are no lesions, so you never had anything um, physical on that level. But then someone had said to me earlier, said, Greg, you do a lot of astral traveling. This could be a um, kind of because of that, because what I found is I had this kind of almost like memory loss, but at the same time, the, the narrator at the back of my head, the thing that was always sort of blah, 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 blabbering just stopped. So it was, yes. so I sort of became a bit vacuous, not vacuous, but like even now I find my, my memory, I don't need to remember things because often in the astral I found that we, we are perfect beings. We, we haven't yeah. made mistakes. We've done nothing wrong because everything we've done has got us to this point. So it's total acceptance of presence if you yeah. let go of resentments, guilts, all that stuff to what you had toward yourself. So it's almost like my memory let go of the past. So if you yeah. ask me what I was doing last Tuesday, I don't know. I don't know. What, what was I doing yesterday? I'd have to rethink yesterday. yesterday. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And, and I find the irony of being present is is that it's you're not, irony. yeah, because you're not you're so invested in that moment. Yes. You're yeah. not thinking about the past. So where your no. brain held on or it's gone, I need I need space to forge a memory for this so that I've got yeah. it's 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 definitely um, a different reality to be living through because yeah. I, I don't have a lot of chatter. I don't have yeah. No, I, don't, I just don't. You know, I, I, it's hard to explain that because. I know how much chatter I had before. To, to say that now, it's like, really? Are you sure? Like, I just don't have a lot of chatter. Um, the 
normal to chatter I would have would be a conversation with um, my my guides or what have you that I need to have or listening to what I need to do or what would be in my best interest. Mm-hmm. That kind of isn't, for me, it's not chatter. That's just being present. That's like being here right now. So I can 100%, um, <laughs> I can 100%, uh, the other thing, I can 100% agree with you on that. The other thing is when I've made agreements with people um, and they don't contact me, um, in the past, because I was a little bit of a control freak, I would kind of do a lot of chasing up and things like that. But now it's more like I wasn't, like I'm already getting the message. I've had a conversation. It didn't really go where it was going, that it could have gone, and that's cool. And I've, I totally don't even have a memory of having a conversation. So then when somebody contacts me maybe months down the track and they say, oh, I'm so sorry I never got back to you, I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. But that's cool because I'm not holding on to, oh, they you know what I mean? I take it personally. I'm holding on and they didn't get back to me. I'm just thinking, oh, and maybe now's the divine time. You know, it's it's a yeah, different totally. reality. It's it's less it's personal. So, yeah. You're, you're right. I think that's. I think that's very much a, a benefit of astral travel because I think it ties in with what I was talking before about how to go astral travel. Is a lot of it is letting go. Yeah. Letting go, and I think that because I'm constantly feeling it in my body. And, and, and I remember when, when I used to go to college and I was studying music, I, I'd feel it in my body and think, why am I clamping? I'd be reading a book and I'd be feeling, when I look at my body, it was holding. Um, yeah. Now this holding, you know, stagnation uh, can lead to disease as we, you know, you know. so it's, it's almost like the human condition thinks that it's a holding pattern. Um, like I even see ads for insurance saying your life will never change, you know, like well, everything's changing. So I think that is, this is a benefit. I think this feeling of being in the presence, uh, it may look like a weird thing that your memory is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Greg, uh, yeah, that conversation we had a month ago, I'm going, I'm sorry, I've set up, can you tell me what that conversation was again? Because I can't remember. And yeah. and I'm not, and they know I'm not being rude, but I thought I thought to myself in the beginning, well, I, I is this weird what's going on? But then I realized, no, it is actually a benefit because it's part of not holding on to stuff that doesn't actually help you now. Yeah. And we've got a comment from Tammy. She's just said that this is interesting. She said she had an out-of-body experience about 15 years ago and it scared me that, oh, this is interesting because it leads into what we're about to talk about too, Greg, with contraindications. Um, because I had that come through, that question come through just before we started, and I told Greg that's what I'd really like to know. Um, and she said it scared me that I stopped meditating. I've been meditating now for the last couple of years now, and I have a block now because of that experience. Thank you, Tammy, so much for sharing that because uh, it's perfect timing because we were going to talk about the contraindications. Might as well, might as well talk about it now, and you might want to share your knowledge on that uh to Tammy, maybe help her there. Look, well, what Tammy says is that so many people tell me that, so many people. Um, What I found is because of the programming we've had as as a Western human, we're kind of, um, it's a very eggshell um, society on this subject, like a little kid, when you're little kids, you see things and and parents put the nightlight on and it's kind of like, don't be afraid, rather than disgust. Um, so what happens is we, we do have this layer of fear that's often around there. So we can often have an experience that freaks us out. Um, through our own fears, um, we can see a dark figure. Whereas if those fears were dispelled, that figure could be a light figure. And I've had these tussles in the astral when I learned, when I, where I, through, through, 
through through kind of a, a initiation of fire where I, I discovered that there was no evil that it's all the same it's all it's it's all the light seen through our own shadow so and you look at what what's happening on the the, the world you know geopolitics as well a lot of that is the same kind of thing so it's part of the illusion it's part of the programming what what i urge people to do is is to look into themselves look into any fearful experiences they've had maybe as a kid or, or what is the fear around that take take a courageous step and and go for it um the fact is we are all astral traveling anyway we are all we we've just for some reason we've lost that ability to dream through the dimensions you know but uh and to be lucid through the dimensions but um so so many people say what Tammy has said. They've had that one experience, has put them off. They've got a block. Find ways. Well, that's what I do with a lot of my training is to find ways of meditating and kind of reassuring your subconscious that it's okay, it's safe. Because your subconscious wants, doesn't want your worldview to shatter. But if your worldview has certain fear and limitations there, then it will hold that away from you, this, this, other, this other world, because it doesn't want you to shatter. So it's a question of kind of talking your subconscious kind of, even tricking your subconscious into allowing you to experience this, you know, that that's all and, it really is. And also it could be a good opportunity. It might sound contradictory, but it could be a good opportunity to use the astral realm to sort of, to, well, not to sort of, but to heal that block because, yeah, yeah because the where you think the block is, because it was only a couple of years ago, it may actually well be that it's from a long time ago and it's repeated itself and presented itself in an experience in the astral. But in actual yeah. fact, if you go in consciously with your resources and explore that, you can unravel it so that you can get to the meaning behind why this fear was there because it could have been set up through something a long time ago and yeah. you just need to get the belief. And I'm hearing it's not safe to let go. I'm actually hearing that. So there might have been, Tammy, I'm just going to share with you, there might have been a situation where, you know, you did let go and it wasn't safe. And so there's this, that was then and this is now. It is safe to let go now. So let's, let, and you've got more resources to help and support you in understanding that and reprogramming that. So my feeling would be this is the perfect, this is the perfect uh show for Tammy to be watching because so much of what we talked about is about letting go as well um, and yeah. the power the power of letting go um, that yeah. real sense of faith that principle of faith really kicks in there um, and we yeah we, we just say yeah I'm going to it, it's not serving me not to so I'm, I'm going to choose to how can I do it safely how can I do it with support how can I do it with resources um, yeah. so that would be my feedback there yeah and that, that as you say that that the true kind of concept of faith, uh, rather yeah. than down, rather than a watered down one, that true concept of faith is what you're after. And, and um, I found also this: I, I was shown a lot of past lives in in the astral, which was really interesting. And when I came out of them, I realised um, we really were uh, humans, really were persecuted for hundreds of years for showing signs of awakening. Right? Yeah. Now that is ingrained this fear. Well, within us, and when when you let that go, um, you know, as you say, it is a letting go. But but you know, so that's that's many lifetimes we've had, and and so we've gotten to a point. Even though we can criticize um, our time as much as we want, however, it's actually a really great time. It's very free time to 
talk about these things and to explore these possibilities. We're not persecuted. So um, it's a great time to, you know, as you say, we support, yeah. And what other things, like what other contraindications could there be or even preparations for going into astral that, that could help people to go, you know what, I feel safe and I feel ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, I, what I do is um, I'll, as I said, I'll, I'll often let go of anxieties that because we're in a fluid reality, we're often holding on to anxieties that aren't our, our own anxieties. So when you go to sleep at night, you want to feel as good as you can. You just want to feel great. It's like it's a little bit like crossing a road. When I realized that we're all going out of body anyway, and I was being taken out of body and all this kind of stuff, I realized, well, I wouldn't cross a road with my eyes shut. So yeah. why would I go to sleep um, absolutely shattered? And and the illusion teaches us to come home from your, from your day of drama and to watch a drama on TV and get more drama so that you go to sleep. And, the, and you'll notice that when your mind fractures into sleep, you can't, these little stories and dramas come up. So we're just feeding the drama. Um, okay. A good way is to uh, be really relaxed before you go. So do meditations during the day when you're really awake. That way, um, when you're if you're if you're doing the meditation uh, during the day, then when you go to sleep, you're not, you're not so shattered because you've kind of relaxed your mind a bit during the day. And then you're, you're looking for your cogs just to kind of um, connect with something lucid during the night so it's a it's a really a reprogramming almost a deprogramming is to go astral because I'm, I'm of the belief it's a natural experience it's not supernatural well uh, something that's come through for me and i've just popped it up on the screen and tammy tammy just said thanks so much that makes sense thank you okay. so she's that's cool that's great that's thanks great. tammy for that feedback um this is an interesting question uh do you think that our uh, the more we astral travel it helps us with dream interpretation uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, because it makes you very, very lucid. I'll give you, I'll give you another classic example. I had a, a, a very personal one, um, because when I was uh, a little kid, my my stepfather had been quite physically, um, you know, brutal to us, and I had this dream. Um, was it was a brilliant one, and I knew I was dreaming. I was watching TV, and my mate was there from school, whatever. And I thought oh, I'm in a dream, and my dad comes in, and says the TV's a bit loud, great. I'm going, okay, this is a, I get on really well with my stepdad now, but. Um, but I recognized that, okay, this is this energy of anger that I felt as a kid. And I thought, you can use the dreams incredibly. And then I let him come right up to me. And I thought I could feel this energy. And I knew it was resonating for me, this fear. Anyway, I let him merge with me. And as he merged with me, I felt this once this release of ecstasy again. So I'm looking at any in dreams, I look for any kind of negative vibe as a great thing because it's something to resolve. Everything is an aspect of our psyche. Everything you see outside of you is, when I say our psyche, the universe's psyche, which is coming through you. So anything that gets a reaction, kind of look into that and, and what is that? And, and, and they're very, very real. Like um, because of this, this uh, what I've seen in the astral, there's a lot of archetypes in the astral, like a lot of monsters people have seen. Like, they pop up at the end of the bed. I used to say, Nick, off in the beginning, or I'd swear at them, or I'd say something like, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> it was just weird stuff. And um, until I realized that, that there were, now I don't have that issue uh, because I had this, this incredible heart release once with this. It was a full-on story. But, but everything is kind of an archetype of sorts. So I, I realized that is, a, that is a very, and that's, that's a very real thing for me. So therefore, dreams, yeah, they are really showing you things. They are really are. And the more lucid you can get, your dreams are going to be more lucid. So um, if you just 
you know, always in a drama, got music going on the whole time, um, watching TV all the time, then you're going to get a lot of this kind of, you know, just scattered kind of mind happening. But if you can be reasonably empty mind when you go to sleep and feeling good, then you're more likely to have dreams and their interpretations are uh, are clearer to you, you know. Yeah. I I went, I was really guided last year to go to Sedona. Um, How was that? Oh my god, it was great! And we, you know, in in Sedona, they they give you a, like when you ask for a map, right? It's so cool. You get a map of the, this cute little place that has all these amazing uh, little whirly things on it. High vortex energy that ha- it's actually been measured scientifically. So you go there's a few spots, and um, I was told in my spiritual guidance, you need to go to all of them. And I only had one day. I'm like. Holy cow, what the hell? But it was not a huge place. So we were able to go, okay, well, we can do this. I'm meant to go. I don't know why yet, but okay. So I went to all these spots, right? And it was great. I got messages through from different chakras and it was it was phenomenal. You know, it was it was really awesome. And then we just kept walking, uh, sorry, walking. Uh, we just kept driving to that night to our next location, uh, which was, you know, quite, um, a, it was city. It was like the complete opposite was Phoenix, Arizona. So it was like completely different. And that night, though, that night I had, I was flying all night, Greg. I was flying. Wow. It was the funnest sleep ever. And it was so vivid. And I just, and it was so real. And I just remember waking up. I remember I was flying, you know, like, I, was, I remembered I was flying before I was waking up, still flying. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I had, I was going, I'm still flying, and I, I was waking up, and um, it was, it was the most incredible dream of joy and just pure joy, and, um, and that I think that's important for people to know too is that when you turn up and you let go and you surrender and you ask to do things and they might not make sense at the time but you just do them. Sometimes the gift at the end of that, the archetype to embrace is joy and to really enjoy it. Like I was having so much fun and it was just like I just didn't want to stop. And I was flying everywhere, Greg. I was everywhere and um, I, I just wanted to share that. That was one of the absolute best uh, experiences I've ever had as uh, in my it would be the best it would be the best yeah, wow for sure. it's, it's so cool because and as you say it's it's something that you couldn't have controlled like you didn't know yeah. that was and it just it's the best thing this this release kind of thing i mean that sounds amazing that sounds i've got to go there <laughs> so fun. um and I, I always wondered why do i need to go to phoenix arizona i there's a couple of reasons why i felt um after sedona i had to and i think it was because phoenix itself it's quite almost like if i look at countries in australia i grew up in sydney and they have like in western sydney it's quite like i don't know if you know sydney at all but it's like Parramatta road it's really quite industrial and it's very um that's what phoenix arizona was like it was like Parramatta road it was very industrial it was very uh flat and it was very boring you know but it was like i had to go there for the night to bring something there and to not allow that energy to it was almost like spirit was showing me that nothing can get in the way of this joy i had to be somewhere instead of spending the night in sedona like oh my god i was sedona and i had the best night's sleep it was like okay i went to phoenix arizona it wasn't that great. It was just like Parramatta Road and whatever, um, almost like night and day. 
but I still had this experience. And it was like spirit was giving me this message of you can you can find joy anywhere and you can absolutely like let it in, like completely let it into your very being anywhere you go. And so that's why I, I there was another reason as well. I, I, I felt like I had to put my hands in the soil um, right outside the Meadows Institute, um, which is a, a rehabilitation centre. And I started with the Meadows Institute back in 2001 for specialising in trauma and addiction recovery. And I felt like I needed to go there and put my hands in the soil outside there and just give back something, whatever it was. I, I just, yeah. just yeah. Um, and I felt, yeah, I like, felt like I kind of closed a loop of something energetically yeah, yeah. and uh, and I've since then seen them even grow bigger um, and appear on Dr. Phil and things like that. I'm thinking, okay, well, there's, yeah, yeah. there's some pretty, pretty huge growth things going on there. Um, but um, for me, I think uh, when you talked about the wormhole thing, like going down the wormhole earlier on, I was thinking, well, when I had this experience recently where I went into meditation and I saw this spinning mandala and I um, followed the mandala, it was like going down a wormhole and I, I, I had a conversation with an intergalactic being who told me, and this is quite interesting because in, in terms of astral world, um, he mm. told me that their... Um, their universe is still human, but in that human universe, they don't have a body. They just don't. It's all astral. So they it's not it's not like heaven, it's it's still it's still existence. But what he was saying was is that we evolved to this level where we have to resolve all our astral stuff that isn't resolved. So, you know, um, and a lot of them come, you know, can help us and guide us and all that because they've evolved to a certain level. So, you know, that's that's on the cards too. But their their primary purpose there is to resolve everything and for everybody to be at that space of resolving. And then I think, you know, you take these bigger conversations back here and you go, well, if that's the point, then then all these wonderful people like yourself that are taking people on these journeys are really, you know, helping to short, shortcut, you know, that journey yeah. of resolving the astral as well. And I think that that's exciting. It is exciting. And I think you're right too. It's funny. Um, I used to also go and meet, um, often they come in chapters, like night after night, I'd meet this group of human. They looked human, but they weren't human. Um, and they were around a big table and they talk on something. Everyone talked telepathically. Yes. I used to, in the beginning, I thought, yeah, in the beginning, I thought they were a bit, uh, kind of cold-hearted, but after a while, I realized they weren't. They just didn't have emotional bodies like we have. Yeah. So they weren't, yeah, and and um, when, it, when it came my time to speak, it was really funny. I had no idea what I was going to say because I knew they were looking at me. When they started to look at me, this information came out of me, very clear words telepathically about the situation on the planet, on Earth. Yeah. And I remember the last time I saw I realized you could really look at them. Like they had no ego. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to leave. I remember this is early on. I thought, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the, to Earth because I really felt good with them. And they were like 40 humans. You know, they're just humans without that that physical kind of thing. And um, it seemed that it what, what I gleaned from that and what I saw later on was that, that our emotional bodies in the human form exist to be healed. Yes. And it's a little bit like what you're saying. They exist to be healed. So people can look at what is their emotional state because it's actually not what they are, not who they are. But healing that um, frees us, you know. So emotions exist to be healed because what I found is 
these these states of ecstasy you you come back with yeah so it's beyond emotion it's not like uh, emotions i see as conditioned things like oh i feel good because i got that or i bought that or someone did that whereas feelings kind of just come from nowhere uh, a little like putting your hands in the soil it wasn't you didn't do it for a response or you just did it because you felt that felt the right thing to do so we got it we're sort of i think humans are moving away from the emotional thing into into feelings and emotions are very very triggered by the mainstream and the illusion and that's to show us that that is what is not once again so i think that um this whole notion of yeah people can really look at what is an emotion what is just a feeling a feeling stems from within it's it's without condition that's more in line with what we are our the, the cosmos and to feel into that away from the emotional reactive state is yeah. is where we're going and and you're right a lot of people tell me oh greg you came and took me out of body last night i go i don't remember doing that but so many people so i think this is like our task as you say um okay. and it's kind of nice you know it's kind of nice cuz i think really people say oh great yeah you came and took me out of body you took me oh i do know often i have astral things right where i'm taking people out who i don't know they are and i'm taking them into these incredible realms yeah, and it's cool. interesting it is yeah, cool well, but it's beyond my mortal kind of ken you know i it's just yeah. happening anyway it's a surrender <laughs> you know? yeah, totally. And when, back in the early days, I was asked to do this, um, well, this assignment, I call it an assignment, I don't know how else to describe it, but I was asked to go to places where um, people had uh, died in masses, like 9-11 and other, yeah. other places as well, and to yeah. actually help those to cross over to the other side. They were ready to go, they were like, workers well, and stayed behind, yeah. and yeah. to actually work with them for a while and just to help them to navigate, it's okay, let go. You know, you don't have to stay out of guilt. You, you're good to go, you know. Um, <laughs> High-level guilt from the light worker realm. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> I love it. I know. I grew so much through that because often I was given information that I didn't even know, Greg. I was just passing on, literally, uh, the the telepathic messages that I needed to, but apparently they needed to be from humans. So it was more believable. I don't know, but that's what was happening. And I just remember that um, that was my, I guess my lucid, uh, very lucid astral travel um, in, in all across the world um, with the purpose of educating lightworkers. Um, at the, yeah. at the end of uh, a little while, uh, they asked me to go to the, Uluru, go to the Red Centre, um, set up like a metaphysical centre there and go there instead instead of going around to all these places. And then I had uh, people, I guess like myself, coming to the centre um, and asking me like fine-tuning questions. And so what had happened then was there was more people helping because uh, apparently back in 2009 there was a huge... Uh, uh, I guess you could say a, a build-up of conscious light workers who who uh, were needed to really be educated in letting go, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and which is that God complex thing? Oh, it's you know I've got to I've got to stay and I've got to help people. It's actually okay. You can you can let go. Um, so that was another experience that I had, and that really shaped me. It shaped me because I wasn't getting paid for that work at all. But it was work and I was turning up every day and it helped to shape me to be more aligned with what the world needed, um, yeah. not with monetary, 
monetary or financial gain at all and just to completely unconditionally be of service 100% and know that that's what was being required. So that was that was huge. Some of these experiences in astral travel just grow our soul so big you just you have no idea that they're doing it. But I didn't know that at the time. Wow. I just I was a little bit like I was literally, Greg, like at that point where I was and I had been in that letting go phase for at least uh, I would have to say four years like diligently and it took that to the next level. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. Um, it's a fascinating story, and also this this notion of the, the telepathic thing. Sometimes I think because in the astral, when when you hear things from your guides, because it's telepathic, it just seems to be the essence of what is. And you think of like even even the human senses. We we don't talk about talk as a sense. So and you look at what is. Um, um, uh, or, or the or the corrupted institutions in the world, um, like because a, a a so-called leader says something, and someone says, "Oh, he didn't do that," but that's just because he said it. Like people think, "Oh, but he said that." But and then I say, "Well, but if you look at that, if you look at the energy of that person, um, I wouldn't necessarily have believed the words from that person." Do you know what I mean? And that and people are so then offended by when someone changes the word, but. The words aren't even really a sense. It's funny because what I've seen in the astral is it's just essence. Like you, um, the messages come through. There's not a, we we don't manipulate any kind of, it's it's so the the human drama is interesting because there is that capacity um, for people to use the verbal thing as a, as kind of a, yeah, a corrupted way of communicating. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It is, and that's why I'm so passionate about the ear chakras and in the training that I offer, I always make sure people see their ears out. If you don't and you don't hear the telepathic message behind, like you don't hear the essence behind it, the essence of behind what they're saying could be, actually, I'm scared and I have to say this. I don't really believe it. I don't actually really feel this. And so what you're hearing is if they change it later on, you're going, of course, because they didn't resonate with that message in the first place. You, you're kind of getting that. Um, and just just before we head head off, I really want to share people, show people your book. Do you have a copy of your book there? I do have a copy of the book. Yeah, that Awakening um, the Giant Within: A Personal Adventure into the Astral Realms. Uh, Greg yeah. Doyle, has, um, yeah, that? has has written this beautiful book. Thank you so yeah. much. It's, and it's, um, um, we can they grab a copy of that, Greg. You can get it. Anyway. You can get it from my website at www.gregdoyle.com. So it's basically about my awakening and also, which is, I've been told, fortunately, that it's an interesting read, which is you never know when you write a book, but people can't put down. So um, awesome. it is good. And also I actually wrote it as a therapy to get my words back after I had that weird thing where I couldn't talk. But also there's exercises in there to to go astral as well. So it can also guide people out. Awesome. And I love that we can have a conversation and not remember anything but still feel connected. That's cool. Oh, that's I, I, that is... I think that's a gift, actually. Um, I think you're, I um, think you're right. And, no, it's true. And if you want to check out Greg's um, incredible wisdom in the documentary that he's recently featured in, you can find that um, actually at this link with this YouTube link. And you can also find it on our website, which is... Um, Oh, I forgot to put my own website in there. That's funny. 
<laughs> forgot myself. Lightworker Foundation. I got a spell now. Foundation.org. Why we do agenda items ahead of time? <laughs> uh, is it up there? Did I do it? Oh, hang on, show it. I got to show it. There it is. Well done. Lightworker. Did I get it right? I've got my glasses on. Yeah. Uh, you can always check out on our website. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And thank you, Greg. It's been a joy. I'm sure we could talk for hours, but yeah. that's all the time thanks we've got today. So I really enjoyed it. Great chat. Same here. And thanks to everyone for watching. It was really, really thank good you. fun. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Happy Bye. astral traveling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.